And uh, finally, the Lord helped me to get settled in my thought. And I need your prayers this morning. I can do nothing on my own. I need the Lord's help. And I want to just preach it just how God's given it to me. So I want to encourage you this morning, if you need to follow the Lord, if there's something you need to do, I want you to be free to do that. And I want to encourage you this morning, if you're hearing lost, Maybe you don't know where you stand. You can know today. You can ask God, get down serious about the matter and ask God where you stand. It's important you need to know where you stand. You need to be saved. Oftentimes we may say, well, we'll go to church this morning and I'll have another opportunity And we say this all the time, but listen, you may never have another opportunity. Today may be the very last one. You need to be saved. You need to know where you stand. And you need to be prepared for the answer, what God gives you. But I'll tell you, if you're lost, He can save you. You just have to trust in Him. I certainly believe this morning that if He can save me, He can save anybody. My thought this morning is the subject of greater. Greater. The definition of greater means larger. And I was thinking about this subject and I kept coming over here to some familiar text uh, that we'll take from our reading lesson in the fourth chapter of the Gospel of John. Many of you probably know where we're going. uh, But I was thinking about... uh, The word greater. Do say a prayer for us this morning. We need the Lord's help. We'll start in the fifth verse. It says, Then he cometh to a city of Samaria, which is called Sachar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Joseph's well was there, and Jesus therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus on the well, and at it was about the sixth hour. And there cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me this, give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. And Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith unto thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked him, and he would have given thee living water. And the woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? And Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. And I want to stop there with our reading, and I want to go over for a text and look in Psalms. 
and the uh, 145th division of Psalms. Find my place. Yeah. 145th division of Psalms for our text this morning. David says in the second verse, Every day I will bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. And I want to stop there this morning. As I said, my thought is greater. And as I begin to think about these uh, verses of Scripture uh, throughout part of the week this week, uh, a lot of thoughts begin to uh, come into my mind. And I began to think, as Brother Strode was talking earlier, about precious memories and and I really want to uh, try to think here about what this Samaritan woman was saying as Jesus made His way. And He sat down there on the well because the Bible says that He was wearied from His travel. And as He was sitting there, this Samaritan woman who uh, naturally the Jews would have no dealings with, and as He found Himself there, uh, He began to inquire with her about giving Him a drink. And she says uh, there in the verse following the text, she said, If Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith unto thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked him, and would have given thee living water. And she said there that she had nothing to draw with, and began to inquire about this living water. And Jesus declared unto him, she said, uh, she asked and said, Art thou greater than our father Jacob? And I want you to know that he was also known as Israel. And I, I, as she was going back there towards the lineage of Joseph, and I, I don't necessarily feel like that's the direction that we need to go today, but she began to declare, Art thou greater than our father Jacob, who built this well and who gave his cattle to drink and who supplied the water that we might need it? She said, are you declaring that you're greater than Him? And Jesus said, I am able to give you living water. He said, once you have a drink of this water, you shall never thirst for it ever again. And this morning I'm thankful that when God give me a drink of that living water, I'll never thirst for it ever again. Uh, he, Brother Strode said that we sing that song, Blessed, I am blessed. My friend, when God give me a drink of that living water, I've never thirst for it ever again. He filled me up and He supplied my need. And I've never thirsted for it ever again. And this morning I'm thankful that when He says everlasting water, my friend, that's what Jesus is implying. His everlasting water. But she said, Are thou greater than our father Jacob? And my friend, this morning I began to think about greater and larger. I began to think about the great men that I've known in my life. I began to think about my dad. And y'all know I've talked about him. I, he died when I was five years old. He was a great man in my eyes. I, I loved him and uh, he loved me. I didn't get the opportunity to know him very well. But my granddad stepped up when I was just a little boy and he loved us children. He loved us enough. He, he knew that he couldn't supply us with material things. He didn't have a lot of money. 
He didn't have a lot of things in this world, but He knew that He wanted to give us something that would last and that would endure throughout all the ages. So He made a way that we all might go to church. He'd come pick us up and He'd take us to revival meetings. We'd go and stay the week with Him. And when we was there, uh, listen, uh, we was instilled to work. He made us work. I can remember I've told Braxton, I said, son, you got it so easy. When I was five years old, I was working out in the tobacco patch. The first job I ever had was picking up rocks. And then it moved to dropping sticks. And some of y'all may not even know what I'm talking about. We didn't get to sit around and play Nintendo or be on YouTube. But He made us work. He was trying to instill in me what it was to have a responsibility. But the greatest thing that man ever wanted for us children was to know the Lord and to be saved and to have a home in heaven. That's what he wanted. He knew that he couldn't leave me anything of material value. But he wanted to leave me something that would endure all the ages. And I'm thankful this morning for my raising up. I'm thankful for my pa. But I know one greater than him this morning. I've thought about all the preachers I've known down through the years. Listen, there's two fine preachers here this morning I have grown to love and respect. And whether or not they want me to think of them like a pa, I do. Brother Don and Brother Moran, I... Love you, brethren. They're there for me. If I need to call them on the phone, I'll call them up. They're always so good to talk to me. I love them, men, and I respect them. I've grown to love Brother Buddy and Brother Mike Weed. they, They know so much more than me. I love them. But this morning, I know one greater than them. There's one greater that's come. And I don't mean any disrespect towards you, brethren, when I say that. But I think about all the men that have helped me throughout all the ages. I think about you daddies that are here today that have brought your children to church and made sure that they heard about Jesus and made sure that uh, you've done everything that you can that they know about the Lord. But listen this morning. Just as I'm a daddy and the Lord has blessed me, I can't save them boys. But I'm thankful when the time comes that daddy can tell them who to go to. Daddy can't save you, but I can tell you about the one that can. There's one that's greater than daddy. Listen to me this morning. I know I'm all over the place, but my heart's full and I can't help it. Them boys, they make me little things like this. Y'all remember them daddies. Look, some of y'all daddies are older than me, right? Y'all remember these little cards and stuff they used to make you? Somebody asked me, they said, you put them on your refrigerator? You better believe I do. God has given me a responsibility like none other. Not only 
to pastor his churches, but my friend to raise them boys up in fear and admonition of the Lord. And to make sure that they hear about Jesus. That as much as they love me, and as much as I love them, there's one greater than daddy. There's one better than me that came and gave his life. That he was able, you know what amazes me? heard somebody say one time how many quarts of blood the human body has in it. I want to think, and I'm going to misquote this, I want to think it was something like six liters or something. Brother Doc, does that sound about right? He says, go ahead. I don't know either. No, I just kidding. <laughs> six liters or so, I, I don't know for sure. But in the human body, there's just not a whole lot of blood. But, as a man at 33 and a half years old, as he was crucified on the cross, there was enough blood there to save the whole world. That's amazing to me. One touch of the hem of his garment. One drink of that well of living water. One drink. Let me ask you this morning, when God give you that drink, did you ever feel the need to go back and get another one? Not me. There's one greater than him. Excuse me, there's one greater. Remember what the Lord said over there? He was talking about Solomon. He said, there's one greater than Solomon. You think about Solomon, all of his glory. You think about Solomon and all of his uh, understanding and his knowledge there was one greater you think about Jacob there was one greater you think about Moses there was one greater you think listen when we think about Moses coming and parting the Red Sea and taking the children of Israel out of uh, Egypt and he uh, took them and delivered them and listen there was one greater I think about my pa, as I was saying to you earlier. That man taught me a lot of things. I'm kindly a self-learned person. I'm hands-on. My pa was a mechanic by trade. He worked for Ford for 40 years. He served his country in World War II. He uh, was a farmer, and he had a, an abundance of knowledge when it come to working on small engines and things of that nature. Most people has probably never heard of the name Prentice Cole. He means the world to me, the example he left for me. But he tried to instill in me knowledge that I might know a few things. This morning, that's the way God is through His Word. That's the way the Lord is. He wants you to know about Him. He wants you to know about His Word. He wants you to know about the truth that uh, the Scriptures teach. He wants you to learn more about Him that we may be more like Him. That's what He desires. He wants us to walk with Him, have a relationship with Him. 
But I began to think about knowing things. If there's one greater than Jacob that's came, Jesus Christ, listen, He's enabled us to know a few things. And it's important this morning that you know about where you stand with God. I was always brought up, there was a little lady over there that I grew up going to church with and her name was Polly Browner and Miss Polly, she'd get to talking and she said, I know that I know that I know that I've been saved. It's a no-so kind of way. You either know that you've been saved or listen this morning, you may be confused, but I'm telling you, you can get it figured out before you leave here today if you really want to know. You've got to want to be saved more than anything that you've ever desired in your life. It come down to a point there. Y'all pray for me this morning. This thing, I, I don't know, this is going a little bit different. When I was lost and I made my way up to the altar to seek God, there was a conviction that come upon my heart. There was trouble there. There was sorrow there. I knew that I was lost and separated from God. I knew that something was wrong the very first time that I can remember hearing uh, the preacher preach and there was a change that took place. And I knew that I was separated. Something was wrong. And I made my way to that altar. And I began to cry out to Him. I, I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. But all I knew was there was trouble and I wanted it gone. People telling me, trust in Him. I wanted to trust in Him. Put your faith in Him. I wanted to put my faith in Him. I didn't know how to do any of that stuff. But when God reached down and saved my soul, He gave me something that I know about. I know about it this morning. Do you? Think about yourself this morning. Do you know? I want to read to you over here what Paul says. Let me go over here. Let me read a verse of text over here in the first chapter of Timothy. First chapter of Timothy in the twelfth verse. He says, For the which cause also suffer these things, nevertheless I am not ashamed, but I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which is committed unto him, Against that day. Paul said, I know in whom I have believed. He said, I, I, he, he didn't say, well, I, I think or I ponder, but he said, I know in whom I have believed. He said, I've experienced it. I, I know what it feels like this morning. And my friend, that's the way it is with me. Anybody that's ever been saved has had to be lost. They've had to experience what you've experienced today. We know what it feels like. But my friend, you've got to go through those things. You've got to experience it. But you can come to know the Lord this morning if you want to. There's got to be a want to when it comes to serving God. You've got to want it more than you've ever wanted anything in your life. You've got to be willing to cast away everything. You've got to be willing to forsake. The Bible says, Jesus said, you've got to be willing to forsake mother and father and all of these things. You've got to let it all go and trust in Him. Apostle Paul over here in the second chapter of Corinthians. Second chapter of Corinthians and 1 Corinthians. 
He says, we speak wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they had known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, every eye hath, excuse me, but as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of the man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, but that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. And essentially, Paul is saying, how can a man know the spiritual things? How can he understand uh, the mysteries of God? How can he know and understand those things that we don't understand? He said, unless the Spirit reveals it to him. And my friend, this morning, I want you to know, and that's what Paul's saying, you have the opportunity to know where you stand with God. You have to know. I told somebody the other day, it's essential that not only are you able to trust in what God's given you now, you, not only do you have to live with what, what God's given you, but you have to be able to die with what God's given you. And my friend, you need to know this morning what God has done for you. Are you able to die with it? Are you confident in it? Have you come to understand and love and recognize the one that's the greatest. He's larger than life. He's everything. How, listen, I'm talking about the one that over in Isaiah in the 40th chapter that He took the hollow of His hand and He can hold the water in it. Uh, he is unsearchable. He's, uh, listen, His uh, wisdom, His infamous goes on and on and on and on. Have you experienced Him? Have you come to know Him? Have you come to love Him? Do you know about this? Because my friend, in the end, that right there, what God has done for you is what's going to matter. Living a good life is a great thing. I believe the Bible teaches we ought to live a good moral life. But my friend, living a good moral life, being a good person, Ain't going to get you to heaven. Going and being baptized just because you feel like that's the right thing to do, that's not going to get you to heaven. Praying some prayer uh, because somebody asked you to pray some prayer, that's not going to get you to heaven. But I'm talking about an experience. Something that you know about. Something that you can tell people about. Romans says, with the heart man believes on righteousness.
and with a mouth a confession is made. When you believe right here and God does something right in here, you want to tell people about it. Go and tell somebody if God's done something for you. Let somebody know about what God's done for you. Don't hold it all in. Listen, if God has done the greatest thing that He ever could in your life, tell somebody about it. Don't let them wonder. Don't let them go throughout all their life wondering, I wonder if this person's saved. I, want, I told Brother Moran, he was talking about he had to go preach a funeral this weekend. I said, Brother, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do is go and preach a funeral about somebody I didn't know where they stood with the Lord. That's hard. That's hard to do. We need to know where you stand. And if you don't know this morning, go to the one that's the greatest there's ever been. I told you before, my boys, y'all remember what it was like, don't you? You thought your dad could move mountains. I mean, my boys think I'm the strongest guy in the world, you know. Little do they know I'm not that strong. You daddies remember what that felt like when your boys looked over to you and thought you could move mountains. There's one greater. And I want them to know Him. I want that for my children more than anything. And you know what? I've got confidence when that time comes that God is going to save me. This morning, if you've never been saved, the greatest thing about the Lord is He doesn't just leave you out there to hang. He didn't just leave you wandering around thinking, boy, I wonder if I really got it. I, I wonder if this is real. He gives you something you know about. He gives you something you can feel. And this morning I'm thankful that it's something that I can feel in my heart. I'm thankful this morning that I'm blessed. I'm thankful this morning that God saves old sinners. Because without Him I'd have no hope. There'd be no hope for me. Do you understand that this morning? Without the Lord Jesus, there'd be no hope. But He come that He might give His life and He had enough blood and still has enough blood to cover all the sin of the world. If you want to experience the greatest thing that will ever happen in your life, then come and seek Him. Our vacation Bible school this week, the theme was the rescuer. And boy, he rescued me. He rescued me from spending an eternity in hell. He rescued me. Did he rescue you? Have you experienced the greatest You know what's amazing to me? He's good right now, but he's going to be good evermore. I'm going to tell you something, church. When God fills you up down here and you don't think you can handle any more of it, 
I'll tell you the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Woo! He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And it's going to be the greatest thing that you can ever imagine. That's where he is right now. So not only do you get to experience his greatness down here, we're going to experience it throughout all eternity. As the ages roll on, we'll experience his greatness. That's my attempt this morning at a message. As we stand and have a verse of song this morning, if you need to be, listen to me this morning. Don't leave this place today not knowing where you stand with God. Don't leave this place today wondering in your heart, is everything all right? Leave this place today knowing about what God has done for you. Go ahead, Brother Stone.